In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. Today, we are talking to a dear friend of mine. He is one of the best at what he does in the Instagram marketers of the world. This is the guy that I lean on if I'm looking for inside information and how to do something beyond what I currently know how to do. He is the founder of Assistagram.us to help empower influencers such as John Lee Dumas, Hey, that's a podcaster. Russell Brunson, the owner of ClickFunnels, many Fortune 500 companies to cut through the noise and connect with their target audience. Please welcome to the show, Zach Benson. How are you? Hey, Tony. Super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm I'm honored to have you here. So every guest gets the same question. So I hope you're prepared. What is your definition of success? That's for me is to be able to do what I want, you know, when I want with the people I love and I care about the most. Right. So that's success for me. Just, you know, time freedom and freedom to travel and get up, hop to one country, experience a new culture every single week. I'm, I'm normally always traveling. So this is kind of weird for me. I'm, I'm stuck in my home in Iowa right now with my sister upstairs and baby and family. But it's also good to be back. Yeah, what does it feel like for you right now? Like, you know, a lot of us are in quarantine. I, guess, I think everybody's in some form of quarantine. What's it like to not do your normal routine? It's kind of a shock to the system, right? Because I'm so used to just being constantly on the move, right? Like every single week, you know, I'm in this city or this country, a lot of back and forth. One day I'll be in the Maldives. Next day I'll be back in, um, you know, New York or L.A. And so, I mean, for me, it's teaching me the art of actually just slowing down right? Because I'm so used to just being on the go. And so it's actually good for me. It's, it's good to simply pause and to do something, do some of the stuff I've been neglecting and not, you know, doing for a while. When you look at your business, right? You're kind yes. of in the art of putting stuff out to the world to see, right? Nice destinations. You teach people on how to grow their Instagram and, and yeah. being an influencer is one thing. We're going to talk about all that, but I want, as we get ready to walk up Success Mountain today, Um, I'm out of breath, man. I live here in beautiful Colorado. And right before the show today, my dogs are barking. I'm like, hey, Amber, will you hang out with the dogs and run up and run back down? I'm like, I got to catch my breath. And I think that's that's the universe's way of what you just said, slowing down. Just just pausing for a moment. When you reflect on just maybe the last couple of years of how you've kind of burst onto the scene of, you know, hey, you were the quiet guy. I call you like over on the sidelines doing your thing. And then one connection led to another connection led to a lot of new opportunities. Just when you right. look back on the last maybe four or five years of your life, you know, I, I first knew about you as this kind of hip hop dancer on, if you go look Zach Benson up, you're going to see him in some cool pose, locking or breaking or modeling or <laughs> doing something. Um, what's the last couple of years been like for you, you know, as you spend some time just in reflection? Yeah. So life has really changed for me. Right. So before all this marketing stuff, I was a break dancer and I taught dance clinics everywhere I 
you know, I went to like 50 countries and it was on So You Think You Can Dance. And that was my life. And, you know, I was living it. I was traveling. I was doing something I loved. I was in the spotlight. And, um, you know, all was good until I hurt my back. And that kind of changed things for me, right? It was like I was full force pursuing my dance 100%. And then, you know, it was taken away from me. And so with no plan B, um, I became depressed. I became out of shape and didn't know what to do. So the same dude who got me into dancing called me up and, and said, Zach, you know, big opportunity you know, buy this Instagram account, like go in with us uh, on, on this Instagram account, let's buy it together. And, you know, I did. And that's how I kind of, you know, grew my network. So we used these pages that I bought to grow other people's accounts. And you know, that's how we've been able to build up a, a solid empire. But looking back in the past couple of years, I mean, it's been it's been a lot of hustle, a lot of grind, a lot of doing things for free, a lot of rejection, failure makes mistakes. But um, you know, it's, I feel like the ones that actually learn from their mistakes, you know, grow the fastest. And so um, a lot of growth has happened over the past two years and I'm grateful for it and I embrace it. And it's just part of the journey, you know, and thankfully I've had a lot of mentors, a lot of people have that have poured a lot of wisdom and advice into me so that I could kind of, you know, get to the top faster, right? Shave time off my learning curve and yeah, you know, I, I heard about you through a mutual friend, Josh Felber. He was just like, you got to yeah. meet this guy, Zach. And I'm at Ed O'Keefe's event, like live mastery. And here you are like sharing on stage what you do. And then I like look you up on Instagram and all I do is see you just like putting your feet up, kicking it. And I'm like, all right, what does this guy do? Right? Like, yeah. So when you think about an influencer prior to starting kind of your business, what was an influencer in your opinion? What was somebody maybe that you looked up to as an influencer? I mean, the, the classic example for me was just like, okay, leadership, right? Anybody who's like in a leader pos position, that's just like, you know, uh, inspiring the masses, encouraging them to follow their footsteps and to join, join forces together towards a common goal or good. And so, I mean, for me, it was really like other dance influencers and, and break dancers that I saw on TV on so you can dance america's best dance crew like winning these competitions winning these tv shows and over and over again i'd see them try try out and i'd see them fail fall short and so that was really my um like i was like okay this is the recipes for success if these famous people are doing it and trying out multiple times and each season i see them making it further like you know move advancing like that's just part of the journey. And so that's something that I, I, I have to do as well and, and, and be ready for all of the, the rejections, the no's, um, the failures, because it's just part of the journey. So beautiful. It, it, you know, Zach, it's like wisdom right there. Like, right. If yeah. anybody, anybody listening, like you got to embrace, you got to embrace the no's. Right. Yeah. And I had a mentor and coach tell me, you know, how many no's did you get today? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, five. And it's like, we didn't, talk to enough people, right? Because yes. part of the journey is being willing to um, learn, right? And the only way you're going to learn is by falling down. And the only way you're going to get back up is by pushing yourself at it, right? And so you were talking about the hustle and the grind and, and, and really trying to, you know, make this thing happen. And, and, you know, I fast forward till, you know, just last year, you and I went to a dinner in San Diego. I, I was hosting a dinner with ship offers, yeah. 
And I said, hey, we're doing this also. Would you like to come? And it was a small, intimate uh, dinner. Jeff J. Hunter, uh, Dub Barron, um, just looking around the room. Uh, you were with your girlfriend and, and just a bunch of amazing uh, marketers. My buddy Charles Livingston was sitting next to me and, and we were just sitting there having a conversation. It was small and intimate. And then the next night, it's like, bam, a hundred and some odd people. And it's totally chaotic and crazy. But the same thing, you show up the same way every time. Calm got this. Like I'm learning. I'm humble, kind. I love that about you. That's one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show is I love your yeah. spirit. I love your energy. Yeah. What, what's it, what's something that um, you're working on right, right now that you're super just jacked out, you know, just excited about? Well, you know, it's, it's been nice because I have a lot more time to, um, to write. So I've actually been working on my new book called reach and basically I'm going to be teaching and breaking down the the, you know, simple steps on how to reach, you know, influencers, celebrities, to reach your dream clients, because that's been something I've been really good at, right? So, I mean, I pretty much built my six-figure um, dance business, making a $1,000 an hour at the time, just by learning the art of cold outreach and connecting with people. And then the same thing with my, my agency, my Instagram agency. I was able to build it up really fast just by reaching the right people at the right time building the right relationships, figuring out creative ways to stay in touch with them, but really building up my, my empire, my business, just because I was, um, I, I learned how to reach out to these people, connect with them, made them feel loved and respected. So I'm excited about the new book. And that's something that it's just, it's always been on my bucket list, you know, something that I've wanted to do. So it should be fun. No, I think that's exciting. So uh, a writer. So is that something that you've always been doing? Like most of your life, you like you enjoy that? Is it therapeutic for you? Or did you just pick up pen and just start pushing, putting things down on paper one day? And you're like, wow, I like this. Well, I mean, so, you know, growing up, right, this, the shyness comes from me being like, like having the speech impediment, right? So I couldn't say the letter R until it's the nice. And so, you know, I'm still kind of a quiet, shy guy. And, you know, I had to find different things to express myself. So one was dance, the other was journaling. So I'm not the best writer. I have a ghost writer. I have somebody who helps me write yes. my social media statuses and, you know, all this stuff. Of course, they're my stories. They're my battles. Um, and so the th same thing is happening with the book. But I feel like everybody in this whole world, they, you all got a story. You got, all have like a battle, something that you're going through, something you're facing. And, you know, you need to put it out there and share it with the world because it's going to help people. And so we all are important as human beings. And, and by um, sharing our wisdom and our life experiences with the whole world, like it, it can really help people. So I'm just doing it for that. And, and, you know, well, what I, what I've enjoyed watching you is like, I don't know what the heck you do or how you do it, but yeah. I kind of believe I know why you do it. Cause you love helping people and you love seeing that you can add value to the world and, um, I know one of the first times I ever met you, like, Hey, if you ever want to go here, just let me know. Like, I'll hook you up. Like, I'm like, Whoa, that's interesting. Oh, and I forgot that I also brought you to the dinner. Um, uh, Matt Plapp is on and, uh, he's watching today that we brought you to the dinner in Nashville too. You got to come check out a whole different dinner in Nashville. So like, I think we, we yes. had dinner in three times over like a couple weeks. I'm like that so fortunate yes. and blessed to be able to do that. What, um, what have you learned most about 
you were saying, you know, like a little shy kid or, or you know, I had a learning disability, you know, yes. I grew up, um, I didn't talk until I was almost four years old. I was in special education and I, and yeah. I, 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 I use it as a, an ability, not as a liability. I, I use it as like a skill today that, Hey, I would, ju I just learned a little differently than everybody else, but it helped me to move forward. I still stutter. I still make mistakes. I still say the wrong words in the wrong formula in the wrong place, but you know, what? just move forward. What are some things that you've learned about yourself on this journey from being on a TV show to where you're at today that have really been like anchors that you could help somebody today on their journey to, to kind of stand on and grow from? Well, the biggest thing that I've learned, um, through all of the dance auditions and you know the tv and stuff is like i mean we all have some like an innate skill that comes easy to us right so even as a dancer it's like some of us are like able to just like follow choreography like that we can copy other people's moves and then just do it and execute it like super smooth um other people like me i'm more like a, a freestyler right so i kind of like to like to create my own moves and my own routines and I'm not really good at choreography and so that's why I never actually won the tv show but what I learned from all of that is that when you're actually mastering the art of freestyle with anything that you do whether it's speaking giving a, a big presentation or you know you know you're out having fun and dancing it's it's the art of actually getting over the fear of looking bad right because the way that I feel the music is different than the way that you feel the music, Tony, and everybody else that's on here. And there's nothing wrong to that, right? It's just you expressing you and you reacting to the music. And so what I've learned is to um, not really care about messing up, about looking bad, right? Looking like, oh, that's a whack dance move or like that's weird, right? Or that's a weird thing to say. Like we all have different opinions and ideas and different dance moves. And so by not really caring about what people think um, is, is, is one thing, right? And being comfortable in your own skin is the other. And, you know, the biggest thing I, I really learned about people is that all of us have this inner desire to feel loved and respected and listened to. And so, you know, I, I, I feel like I've been, I, I've learned how to, just by simply listening listening and expressing interest in others right away, complimenting them, making them feel good, making them feel comfortable in their skin as soon as they start talking to me. And, and how I'm able to do that is by being vulnerable myself, right? Just showing up, being real, being authentic, talking about like real raw stuff. And then they're like, okay, like I can trust this guy, you know, like he's already telling me his whole life story. And like, I didn't even ask, but but he's also interested in my life story. So um, I'm kind of rambling, but what I've, what I've learned is, um, you know, listen, listen first. And it's just like what Stephen Covey says, like seek to understand, then be understood. And there's a lot of power in that because if you can take the time to simply listen to somebody and hear them out for like in, uh, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour or more, you can really unlock their guards, that their walls that they're holding up and then you can influence them and give them advice. And that's how you can create really um, amazing impact. You know, the, the piece that you just shared, I think if we can live in that, that vein for just a second, yeah. I want us to, to look at the, the, the pause, right? Like, listen, be vulnerable, and it's okay no matter what 
right? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get through this together. We're going to find a way. Yeah. When, when you, when you stop and, uh, you know, you, you reflect on, you know, your, your, just your journey that we've been talking about today. The thing that I'm, I'm constantly reminded when I'm around you is like, I remember the first time really getting a chance to interact with you. You're like, just let me have your phone. And you're just like, let me just show you. That's how I help people. Right. I'm like, I'll just do yeah. it. Yes. And now like you've launched a whole company, you have a whole movement, you have this like business. Now you got a book called reach and how, how are you as a teacher? How do you feel like you are as a teacher? Like, no, I know you teach dancing. That's one thing, but how is it for business? Like, have you found that any parallels or has it been a little bit of a, a learning curve for you? How to slow down enough and to walk people and know that everybody's learning curve is just a little different than maybe yours. Well, that's the type of learner I am too. Like I, I either like some like done for you where it's like, okay, I trust this person so much. Like um, I, I see that they've given gotten so many amazing results for people. I'm just going to let them do it for them, do it for me. Right. And so, but then the other thing that I've, I've been learning is like, it's really good to teach people how to do like step-by-step step, breaking it down so simply so that anybody can understand. It doesn't matter if you're trying to explain it to a five-year-old or like a multimillionaire, or even like a homeless person on the street. Like, you know, we we all learn differently, but if you're able to break it down and, and touch like the ways that th these different people learn and have it make sense to them, that's how you're really going to win friends and influence people. And so what I always try to do is I always like, I make things easy for people and try to break things down so basic and so simple that they could go, then go ahead and teach like their five-year-old or their kid. And so I, I, I really try to focus on that. Like when I'm trying to you know, teach people things. So when you uh, got that phone call from your buddy, he's like, Hey dude, go in on this like Instagram account with me. What was your initial thought? Like, you're like, we're going to go buy an Instagram account. We're going to go do what? Like, what was, what was so, the game that you were thinking? So this is some background, right? So I was at a position in life where, you know, I was at rock bottom depressed, didn't have a plan B because I, I had given dance everything. And then I had found at that time found my birth mom and had given her everything, right? She was like, Hey, you know, I have this big investment. Like, let's go in and on it. And wait, wait, let's not skip over that. Yes. You, may, you found your who? My birth mom. Okay. Where's your birth mom? She's in South Korea. So you're not from Idaho? Well, so I was actually born in Korea and then adopted by my parents in, in Iowa. So I grew up here um, went to high school, college here. And then several years ago, I, I went back to South Korea to find my mom. And it took me about a year. And, you know, I found her. And so it's, I've always had this d deep desire and, you know, wish to like find my birth mom and family, because I was like, I want to see what, who, who they are, what types of people they're like, uh, they are and what they're like. And so I made it happen. And so now I live in South Korea, because I'm like, now that I've found her, the hard part is going to be actually learning the language, building a genuine relationship with her. Because I grew up in Iowa, man. <laughs> I'm like a white farm boy, you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? I never had my first Korean food until I was like, until I moved to Korea. You know, I didn't have any Korean friends growing up or any of that culture. And so... It's been what, what was it like wrapping your arms around your birth mom? Just kind of feeling like that connection. Well, as soon as I, as I got the email saying, Zach, we found your birth mom. When can you come to Seoul? And I, I was like, I'm coming tomorrow. I'm going to be there tomorrow. 
And uh, they're like, okay. So I hopped on a bullet train from Busan to South Korea, uh, Seoul, the capital. And when I got to the center, the adoption um, uh, people, I was like, hey, what am I supposed to say to my mom? Aren't you going to prepare me? Like, what do I do? You know? And they're like, just, they opened the door and pushed me in kind of. And, and, you know, she ran up to me. She gave me a hug and she was crying. She was like, in English, she said, I love you, son. I love you. And, you know, I've been praying for you. I've been um, wishing and hoping for this day my whole life. And, you know, now it's finally happened. It's come true. And so I just felt a whole lot of love, felt a whole lot of like love and like, wow, like this is my mom. This is my this is my real mom who like brought me here. And it was a very special moment for me. We couldn't, of course, talk to each other because, you know, she doesn't know English. I don't know Korean, but the translators helped us. And after that, you know, that, you know, the following days, she'd come to my, my apartment flat, you know, cr- cook me some delicious Korean food. She introduced <laughs> me to my half brother, my sister. So even though we could not understand each other, I felt her love through her actions. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. that is a touching, compelling story, right? Like, yeah. So there, there's a language barrier. You now you're, going to learn a new language, which is awesome. And uh, food is a, a beautiful language. Yeah. We, we get to uh, understand by tasting. So how's your mom's cooking? Be honest, being vulnerable. Was your mom's cooking amazing? Yeah, it's so good. I mean, honestly, she cooks a lot of um, good Korean barbecue, you know, like the, the beef, the, the pork, samgyeopsal, the soups. <laughs> so it's actually really good. And uh, yeah, but I only, I only, um, I, I know what I like, right? So I, I tell her just cook, uh, cook the meat, but the Korean barbecue and the soup. So I like um, it. We did. Hey, I think, I think uh, our boys do that. They, they, they have their favorites that they like. They're like, hey, you know what? Yeah. Like, we say it like a no thank you bite in our house. Like, if you try something, you at least have to say no thank you. You know, like yeah. try it one time. Okay, never again. You know, they like what they like. So it's cool that you did. And I, and I only wanted to stop you because I, you skipped over it so fast. And I know it's such an important thing. And I got a chance yeah. to watch that and see the smile on your face when you got a yeah. chance to meet your birth mom and stuff. And so I want to talk about your business. I know everybody here wants to go, hey, I've got an Instagram account. You know, is there a way I can make money? What, how, do I, how do I build my Instagram account? Those are all the things that um, are skills that you've learned and that you've mastered and you teach. And I don't want to take away from what that is, but I just want to say thank you for sharing that story. Um, What was the connection like for you when you returned, when you came back to Iowa and your, your, your parents, your adopted family, you know, what was that interaction like for you? Well, you know, my, my, my parents, like they've always supported me with anything that I've, I've done right in life, you know, whether it was sports or, whatever activities and so I could but I could tell that my 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 mom um my American mom felt a little bit weird about it just because you know moms are like that right they worry a lot and it kind of um, made her feel a little bit uneasy but what happened was my mom my Iowa mom and my Korean mom they exchanged letters and they had you know some heart-to-heart letter exchanges and talks and through the translators and now I mean they're both really happy they you know they're happy that we found each other and you know they're excited to meet each other they they still haven't met in person but we've had video calls and different things i like that hey well let's talk about let's talk about 
the company that you uh, you founded and kind of got started on, and uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about what the, what what you're up to with that these days. I know you just in your intro from some of the names that I've seen your company work with and the names of people who I'm like, who are you working with? They're like Zach, and I'm like, they weren't mentioned in the read in the, in the intro. So I know you're working with a lot of big names. Talk talk to us a little bit about what your company does and how you can help somebody who's thinking about growing their brand. Yeah. So think of a sistergram as kind of like your own, like personal virtual assistant, like uh, expertly trained growth team, growth member, um, account manager. That's going to be creating content for you. That's going to be posting for you seven days a week, um, finding all the hashtags, doing the outreach lead gen, replying to messages that you don't have time to re- reply to. So it's a whole like hands-off experience, right? Done for you thing where we're gaining you thousands of followers per month. So that's what, that's what my company Assistagram does. And I feel like it's so important because, you know, one, people don't know where to start. They don't know how, they know that they should be on Instagram, but they have no idea how to create content, how to post, how to grow. And the second thing, it, the reason why it's important is because, I mean, everybody has a product, a story, a voice, you know, something, a service that they want to share with the world, but they don't know how to get it out. And you know, Instagram's definitely the platform to do that. And so I see it as like a way to just help people get, help people do more of what they love every single day, help, help them do more of what they're really passionate about and, and get it out to the world. And so I see it as like, we're helping them, you know, build and grow their businesses on Instagram. And that's cool. That's, you know, that's what I always wanted to do. And that's your main focus. That's your main platform for growth. Like that's where you run your business. Yeah, hundred percent. Like all we all we do is like straight up grow and monetize Instagram accounts. I mean, we of course we can do other things and other stuff like around, you know digital marketing wise, but that's what we mainly focus on. Back in the day when you were your friend phoned you and said, "Hey, man, we're going to buy this account or we're going to do that." What kind of money was then, and what kind of money do you need now to kind of buy an Instagram account? Well. Um, so this was in 2015. Um, and so it wasn't that long ago. It was like five, five years ago. Um, That's a long and, time in the digital okay. world. Come on, bud. Okay. 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 <laughs> it's a long time. It's yeah. Five, five years ago is yeah, that's true. And so I actually spent $10,000 for just only 10, 10% of the 400,000 follower accounts. And so I, you know, ended up making most of my money back. I, you know, like 8,700. And then, you know, we just like this, the system that he was using kind of crashed. And then he went on to um, pursue restaurants and hospitality. He's still like my best friend to this day, but I went all in with Instagram. So even now people today, people are selling their Instagram accounts, right? So back then you could buy like maybe a a million follower account for like $25,000. I mean, now it's like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, some people are selling them for $250,000 for like a million follower account. I mean, of course it depends on the name of the account, right? If it's like a one worded, um, you know, name, like let's say like luxury real estate or like, you know, that's a really good name to have on Instagram. I mean, some even names and usernames now go for, 50, 60 grand. And so the game has changed where these Instagram assets are like worth a lot of money because people can sell sponsorships, 
you know, time, like advertising on their pages. They can sell and that whole game, products. that whole game has changed too. Cause people used to just say like, I drink Pellegrino. So should you. Right. And, and now the, the whole kind of, and I'm using that as like maybe a weight loss product or some other product. Like there's a lot of claims and stuff that are being masked inside ads. Now you see it like products appearing in the background of a scene and how's that game changed? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, still to this day, right. You can see like different, like even like in movies, you know, you see like certain, like you see like a pizza hut or like a Domino's or, yep. you know, all these like ways that they put the products into um, the movies and the content. Um, but now like, Full-blown, like, companies are, like, you know, like, Under Armour, Reebok, they're, like, investing with people, like, movie stars like The Rock or, like, Conor McGregor, and they're creating brands with them. And, I mean, their stuff is selling out in hours, right? So, influencer marketing is now, like, a $15 billion industry, right? Even more, probably, where all these companies are instead of like doing traditional advertising or you know pouring a lot of money into these influencers partnering up with them um creating new products and i mean now it's a huge business right you see all of these models and these um fitness stars and people on instagram with their own products and their own brands multi-million dollar brands you know and it, it's crazy the game when, is are, we, when are we going to see reach hit the stands when's reach going to be a global book that everybody's going to pick up and help them you know everybody's in quarantine some form of it right now and everybody's thinking to themselves like the job that i had maybe you know what maybe i just don't want to go back and do that anymore and maybe i've been stuck doing what everybody else wanted me to do and listening to your story today i think you're stoking the fire in a lot of people's souls where you know what there's more to it than just doing something instead of doing something that you love, right? When you, when you reflect back coming out of this storm and you know, it's, it's been crazy. I mean, just mm -hmm. the stories and one of my friends is watching right now is, you know, mom's in the hospital with COVID and, and, you know, you just, you, you hear and see how this is affecting everybody in different ways. This too shall pass, I'm certain. However, it, we're going to have some new new things that are going to be applying in our world. So your book's coming out at a really, really important time because you're, you're also going to steward to a lot of people that now is a great time to be working on yourself and to really be passionate about what it is that you want to do. Because the intro, when I asked you, you know, what's your definition of success? And, and you mentioned freedom. Yeah. But all of us are quarantined right now. Our freedom's kind of been... A little bit sucked from us and it's put us in our places with the doors closed and you know like we don't have a lot of that but we have the ability to dream and that's what instagram is for a lot of people you can see visuals of pictures and locations and feel and hear stories and um so now your book's coming out when can we expect it like is there christmas can i put a peer pressure on you to like get you a book out by christmas or you got something sooner yeah you know it's it's actually like gonna be a super easy read thing so trying it out like um before the end of the summer so it should be out pretty soon yeah i like it I'd, I'd even i'd even hope like you know july well if you need somebody to read it first and give you a massive endorsement you know you can just ask yeah. and i'll be happy to do that um thanks tony G. i always ask uh guests this question you know coming on today um, you know, I'm asking a lot of questions, trying to learn some of you and, and not ask the questions that every other show in the sun will ask you, you know, 
but I always leave this kind of room for like, was there something that you wanted to talk about today that maybe I haven't asked you yet? That's kind of just on your heart. Is there something that you'd love to share? That's a good question. Well, I like that. Well, you know, I like it how this conversation has been flowing, you know, it's been, it's been really free and like we've been freestyling it, but I like how it's like just naturally flowing. So, I mean, I'm always game to talk about anything, but I mean, all right, dude, back in the day, hip hop, where would I find you? Like, you know, what songs were you listening to that made you really feel like you were alive when you were like in your dance, you know, element? Well, you know, I, I really like to rock with like James Brown, some like really funky stuff. Um, Tribe Called Quest. Uh-huh. Uh, now know. we're going old school. We're going real old. James Brown, yeah. kind of modern day. Rocky kind of ruined that, you know, brought him back and made that whole thing happen. But Tribe Called Quest, that brings me back to my college days, yeah. late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So I kind of like that that old school vibe, but, you know, also that, that funky stuff as well, because it's all about the funk. It's all about the funk. <laughs> yes. Hey, man, what I want to do is I want to bring you into what I call, um, this is fun. This is the fulfillment round. This is where we ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to ask you yet, but it's just to play along and have some fun. It was like somebody sent me last night, The Price is Right. They sent me a video of The Price is Right from like uh, either 1997 or, or 2017, I forget. And some they had three winners all come up for <clears throat> they all rang you know spun the wheel and they all won ten thousand dollars three in a row I'd never seen it in all of like my life of watching The Price Is Right and then two people went on to win twenty five thousand dollars in the same thing and then they had to get to the showcase showdown and I mean it was amazing and what I learned by that is is by somebody sending me something I learned something new. Like, I didn't know that. I've been watching The Price is Right all my life and never saw it. So the whole idea behind what I'm about to ask you, just questions that maybe somebody would get to know you a little bit better. All right? Yeah, that sounds good. All I need from you is your your full endorsement and say, I am ready. Okay, I'm ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica's. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? Who were the judges when you were on So You Think You Can Dance? That was uh, Nigel Lithgow, who's also the uh, executive producer of the show. Um, It was this guy named Tice and then this other um, lady named Mary. All right. Oh, I, I like Mary. Mary. Mary's loud. Isn't she loud? Yeah, she's loud. She's she's a character. So um, if you could have your back fully functioning again, yes. knowing what you know, what would you have done differently on that show? I would have tried out again for sure because, um, I mean, I made it to the top 100 and then one producer was like, Zach, you just don't have what it takes, right? And what he said was was true, right? I was a street dancer. I never had any ballet experience. I never had any ballroom experience. So I was like, you know, way behind from the other, some of the other dancers, but I would have like definitely tried out a few more times until I hopefully like won the show. I think that's super important advice for anybody listening today too, right? Like be willing to dust yourself off and keep trying. Yeah. But the cool part about that story is because so like Nigel, um, the other, the main guy who's on the, the show and the face of the company, he was like, Zach, don't put your eggs all in one basket, right? He's like, I've seen you try out a few times. You're good. You're a really great breakdancer, 
right? Go out and make a name for yourself. Go make a business out of this. Teach dance, uh, breakdance workshops all around Iowa and the Midwest and the world because you you're skilled enough to do that. And so what I did was even though um, Jeff Thatcher, the exe other ex executive producer said, you just don't have what it takes. Um, I listened to him, but then I also listened to the, the other guy. And I, I still went for it and made, made my dream come true. And my real dream anyways was teaching. Teaching is my true passion. So I was able if to. If Mary that. was here today, I'd give you that big, loud, hysterical. Yeah, I love it. I love you. Yeah. What you doing? What was the first course you taught for money? Remember like when the first time you, you, you sold like a course or something online, what was that like for you? Yeah, you know, it really was um, my six-figure dancer academy. So I'm, I was teaching other um, creatives, all, dancers all around the world, some from the streets who could barely afford it to some people who were on Broadway. And it was fun for me to have such a diverse group together and you know teach them what i know about branding marketing selling um, and scaling their dance business is that an so evergreen that was, course that's still available to this day yeah we actually um closed it and then you know we're about to open it up again just for other dancers and people to take it but i wanted to do a really good job with the people that were that joined and yeah. Well, I love it. I think I, I want to stick there for just a second. Seeing yeah. the need and the opportunity in this day and age where everybody's home needing a workout, big companies are thriving right yeah. now who have a workout program or some type of thing that they can do in their home. Um, so when can the people expect this this rebirth of this course to kind of come back out? Oh, wow. Yeah, we could have it have it back up like you know, next week. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hold you to it because I know that okay. there, there's people that are needing what you're putting out. And I just yeah. want, I, I want that to keep being a theme for you. Um, everything that I've heard today reminds me, um, just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward, but be grateful where you're at and how far you've come. Cause your story is really, really incredible. When you stop to think about it, you know, you're adopted, you come here, you know, at a certain age, you get all these pieces of advice and wisdom. And then you get a phone call and you're like, Hey, I'll be right there. I take the bullet train, you know, I meet yeah. your birth mom. And then you get a chance to, to meet your, your half brother and half sister. And, and, and you're up for the journey. You come home, your, your mom and your dad embrace you here. And, uh, you just realize, man, like what a gift you are. And, uh, I always will always praise you because I, ever since I met you until every time I've had an interaction with you, you're always humble, you're kind, you're just a gracious person. Um, you've made a really, really good name for yourself. So you've taken Nigel's advice and yeah. uh, you've really put that to heart. And I love that about you. I love the fact that you're like, I don't know how to do it, but I know that there's people out there who are willing to help me. And I also love the fact what you said about your buddy who you went into business with and only, you know, bought a, a small 10% fraction of a $400,000, you know, account. When, when that happened, you said, Hey, it didn't work out. You know, I got like 8,750 bucks back, but you know what? I'm still best friends with that guy today. And I love that, that we, we give favor and we show grace to people because you know what, man, life's all about just going along for the ride. No one's got this thing figured out, exactly. but if you got a chance to be, um, an instructor on that show, how important it, would it be for your words of wisdom to be, to be shared with the person who's going to be trying out? Like I, I see like, that's a give back for you, an opportunity. Cause I, I see big things happening for you. I have ever since I met you. 
thanks for that no i mean just um i appreciate your kind words and just belief in me and you know everything that you're doing for me and, and everybody man it's 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 inspiring and you know the the truth is is that a lot of people we all hear advice right we all really know what to do kind of but doing it is the hard thing and doing it consistently is hard and so even um during the the last time i auditioned i recall this other dancer who was on this america's best dance crew and his crew won the whole season like he they won the show and he was like you know i like you got to try out again next year he's like go take classes here do this do that do that and i mean he gave me all the how to's but i didn't i didn't do it so I mean, if I would, if I could be a coach, like I would give them the how to's, like I would tell them that it's going to be hard. Like you're going to, you're going to fail. Like there's going to be dozens of times where you want to quit and give up and not actually go to class, not actually try something new and do the work, not go back to the lab and, you know, refine your craft or, you know, style up your moves, right? There's a lot of work to be done, you know, a lot of work, but if you can make it, and uh, make it through all of that um, and all of the doubts and, you know, bad things people are saying around you, telling you to give up. If you can push past all of that, you know, you really can make something of yourself and, and you know, make it on the show. Um, hey, I just got a phone call from Hollywood. Uh, they just told me they're going to make a movie about you, Zach Benson, yes. but they know that you're uh, in quarantined and uh, you're yeah. traveling and you're helping all these companies with Instagram and you're, you're really... You're doing a lot, but so you're just too busy to star in your own movie. Think about uh, who would you reach out to in Hollywood to play you in a movie? Oh, like another character? Yeah, just think about maybe somebody that because you can't be in it, you would want somebody to play you in a movie. Well, I mean, he's not like that famous, but he's just one of my best friends who I auditioned with um, in in L.A. at So You Think You Can Dance. And, um, you know, we've been friends ever since that first audition, like, eight nine years ago and uh he's 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 a model in, into modeling and acting and still dancing now so i choose i choose my friend uh larry I like I, i'd have i'd have him you know do it for me because he deserves cool. it he's been he's been working really hard that's cool so tell me a little bit about who you're quarantined with again well so right now i'm actually here in iowa um upstairs i have my sister and her husband and newborn baby. And then my girlfriend, um, Chaelin is here um, from Korea. So we're just like one happy family. And then my parents are actually in um, Arizona at, at the moment at their house over there. But I thought it would be good to be back in Iowa, right? You know, spend time with family. Like what better time now than now, so. Now I see, I see you looking, is your girlfriend right there? Yeah, she's just chilling on the couch. She's Tell her just, I say hello. Tell her yeah. I said, yeah, you're and, like um, your favorite person. <laughs> I, I, I want you, um, I want you to know that I like, I believe in you, man. I really do. And I know that this is like going to be an amazing year for you, despite anything or anything that you've gone through. Um, everything's preparing you for where you're going and that's like straight ahead. And uh, I'm really excited for your book. I hope you come back and you share your book reach, uh, sistergram, like dot us. I hope that you keep putting out great stuff and giving people glimpses of what they can do because sometimes people just yeah. need their arm, just a, an arm around them just to say, Hey, you know what? You got this. Let's do this together. Um, I'm also looking forward to the rebirth of your, your six figure dance 
program yes. to come back out. So I'm excited for that. So you've got a lot of things going on. And uh, last question I'm going to ask you, then we'll wrap up today's show. After quarantine, you get to go anywhere you want in the world. You can go to any resort you want in the world. Where would I find Zach Benson and his girlfriend? You know, actually, um, we're thinking about going to Aruba. Like, yeah, like uh, this small island near um, off Netherlands. Yeah, just somewhere quiet, somewhere peaceful. You know, you'll probably find us there or, you know, the Maldives. Because I, like I, I like that. I like that spot. Well, man, I got to just tell you, thank you so much for being a guest today on the show. And, uh, you know, hope you got something you can take with you today. I know the audience sure did. Everything, show notes, all going to be available at TonyGrubmeyer.com. Uh, just follow Zach Benson. If you're not now, you should be. All social media channels will link it below in the show notes. Um, the most important thing is, is you are one of the good ones out there. And if you just keep doing what you've been doing, there's no stopping where you'll go in life. That's not advice that I give to everybody. It's advice that I've seen um, by spending moments of time with you and, and the heart that you put into what you do and the willingness and desire to say, fuck it, I'll figure it out. I don't know yeah. it, but I'm willing to go do it. And yeah. that to me is commendable. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's, um, it's been fun. It's, been, it's always my pleasure to do anything. Anything Tony G's doing, count me in. I love it, brother. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Zach Benson. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today, right here, right now, in this very moment, no matter where you're locked up, the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrebmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. <laughs>